Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Murdo. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take your shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. Steady, are you ready? Are you ready? Hey, what's Steady. going on? Oh, yeah, I thought you were Maybe they did say steady twice before. I feel like they did. I feel like they did. I don't really like I didn't quite know all the words to that. But I'm just I mean, just that opening shot. That's probably one of the most iconic opening shots of a movie ever of them just like walking in. It's so good. It's so good. In the blue light. Slow motion. It's all good. Like, dang, that was Hype Williams. Shout out to Hype Williams. Shout out. What up, hey, girl? We back. We still in the and we back, house. And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. <laughs> uh, White Claw sponsors. Okay. <laughs> Cheers uh, to that. Fucking with the White Claw yet again because it's 100 calories. Do y'all get, y'all get Trulies over there? Yeah, we get Trulies, but I, somebody told me that White Claw was better. I never had a Truly. Trulies got better flavors. Uh-huh. I'm talking about I'm talking about blueberry acai like oh, you know what I mean you might you might want to get you a, a case of Trulies truly. one day they do mm-hmm. have Truly the I got, I'm drinking lime now because the store that I went to was out of mango I don't know if mango was like a seasonal thing maybe they don't mm-hmm. do it all the time because it's not a part of the variety pack and the black cherry is nasty Ooh, ugh. I I deal with it you know I deal that one with tastes it. like a diet drink to me it doesn't taste like, you know, cool and refreshing natural flavors like the others. Yeah. Because it's probably not. Uh, <laughs> but listen, truly sponsor us. Um, actually, I do know a guy who was posting about truly so much that truly sent him a like beach pack last summer. And he got like a pool float and like all these cases of truly adds truly to the list of right. sponsors truly <laughs> right truly <laughs> yes um, but here we are another yeah, month man. can't even say another week cuz it's just been time has been rolling know, on we're in july i saw the y'all i know y'all all saw the meme uh that's monique that's like july please come in here like you got some sense like <laughs> it's crazy come in here like you got some sense so far it doesn't look like july is gonna have any sense at all we are um, officially past the half year mark you know I haven't like lived any life this year i feel like i have done nothing but work and eat Mm. since like february and you know that's crazy because like my mentor she's really been like pushing the whole quarantine this is perfect for a lot of us because all the shit we said we ain't have time for now you ain't got nothing but time so the question is are you actually using that time to do what it is that you said you didn't have time for or are you just like literally riding the wave and letting the time just go on by and I feel like for me I'm doing a little bit of both to be honest probably more of letting the time go by than yeah actually being productive I agree I feel like I definitely have been doing a lot of you know chilling (laughs) a lot of letting Mm -hmm. the time go by and being very reflective and introspective, but I'm also of the thinking that like, I still don't really have all the tools that I need mentally to like get myself through like high anxiety or high stress situations. So I'm trying not to like beat myself up so much for being kind of like overwhelmed and unmotivated because 
the uncertainty, it's the uncertainty for me. You know what I mean? Like constantly wanting to do things and then also being afraid that what I'm doing could be harmful to myself or others. Or could be a waste of hard-earned work or energy that you put in to plan something. Right, exactly. And and so I'm just trying not to beat myself up for not just being at home, like starting seven businesses and just being a bad bitch because that's just not where I'm at right now. Like I, I'm just trying to make it y'all. You gotta, you gotta respect the journey. And it's, and I, I am able to give myself small wins because while I may not be, you know, being so active on my like worker career or even hobby goals, I am trying to use this time to start getting back in like a more healthy lifestyle. Like I really have become very cognizant of that and focused on that because what I wasn't going to do is just keep sitting around like getting delivery and stuff. That was making me feel bad. Yeah. So I think that I qualify by saying I'm at least working on something that is going to be beneficial for right. myself in the I'm long doing, run. I'm doing the work and the research, like, yeah. to, you know, get myself together so I can pull myself up. But, you know, this is a crazy time, y'all. And if y'all ever want somebody to talk to, you know where to hit us up in the inbox. You need some yes. two cents, like... We are here for all the introspection, you know, like at Sign Me Up Podcast on the interwebs. Right. So where are we at with it? Level one, two, or three for the icebreaker? Level two. Level two. Hmm. What would your younger self not believe about your life today? What would my younger self not believe about my my life today? Well, for sure that my dad was deceased my younger mm-hmm. self would never believe that right <laughs> like no way and then maybe my younger self would would never believe that i live in pittsburgh because pittsburgh was never a city that i ever thought i would want to live in or consider even living in so i think that my younger self would be like girl what you used to be obsessed with new york city like if if you would ask me from ages maybe like 9 until Shit, I moved to Syracuse. I would have told you that I was going to live in New York City. But then it was when I like, I think when I visited the city with you guys freshman year, I was Uh just so disgusted by everything. Like seeing it again through like an adult (laughs) lens. I was just like, this place is awful and I hate it. New York is just not for me, guys. I don't know. (laughs) That job would have to be so crazy. I would have to have car service. Mm -hmm. I think the transportation is really a hang up for me. Because I don't like driving and I don't like commuting in New York. So it's kind of like, I just can't go anywhere. I'm I'm debilitated. But yeah, I think those are the two things that my younger self would never believe. That I don't live in New York and that, you know, my dad had an untimely death. My younger self would not believe that my ass still don't have a car. Like, girl, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, like, I feel like I've always wanted to be that person with a car, you know, like at a young age. But obviously, how young could it be when I got my license officially at like 18? But I just always knew that it was coming. I still am gagged at the fact that you let us teach you how to drive. Like, we literally taught you how to drive. That is literally how it happened, bruh. That is so crazy that you learned how to drive from your friends. Wait until you tell your kids that. That's Listen, be- I'm breaking generational cycles, though. Like, my mom doesn't drive. My grandmother doesn't drive, you know. But it stops with me. Yeah. Like, you know, it stops with me. And it's such a popular trait, like, for city kids to have. Like, just to be okay with commuting and stuff. So I would say that's one. Another thing I wouldn't believe about my life today is that I work at a private investment company, finance, something completely different. Yeah, that is pretty wild and random. Different than what I initially had set out to do. You know, like I feel like everything about me is more like, oh, I would prefer to be in a a creative environment, like something that really like motivates me and gets my juices flowing. Instead, I had to change the life course. Because, you know, the creative world was just too unstable for my young life at the time. 
very unstable. Oh too unstable. Like it was freelance. It was, you know, getting laid off, like running the risk of not knowing if you'll be hired full time. Like, oh my goodness. So I was like, yeah, I have to, I just literally put it out into the universe. All I said was I need to work in finance so I can do a simple job and be paid well for it. That was literally what I said. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. problem. Right. And you know, it worked. It works for the time. So yeah, those are the things. I wouldn't believe. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm noticing that you're playing with the Bumble Pack. Is yours Bumble BFF? Okay, so this one isn't the Bumble Pack. The Bumble Pack is the dating one. Oh. So they ask questions that, like... I only got the dating expansion pack. Yeah, so this is actually the game game, which is, you know... Why didn't I get the actual game? Because Bumble wasn't given the game out. They were just giving out their special expansion packs. These were given by Bilal... At his job, they had an event where they were giving out a bunch of these. I was actually sitting out yesterday on the porch with a couple friends and like Damo had randomly sent me the expansion pack. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's just like make the cards not about dating and just like do it about each other, which was cool. But some of them were like, obviously very like about dating. Yeah. The regular game, depending on the type of person you are. You can either really enjoy it or you might hate it because you're giving people the opportunity to like say what they think about you. So cancer season, guys. Wow. Damn, it's already fucking cancer season. I feel like we didn't even do shit for Gemini season, but fuck them, Geminis. Girl, we did a couple, but. We did. We did do a couple. Here we are. Cancer season. Happy birthday to all our cancer friends. Happy birthday, Damo. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, grandma. Happy birthday, grandma. Happy birthday, um. Brianna, happy birthday. Uh, I know, I have a lot of cancers in my life. Happy birthday to all y'all niggas. Cause it's happy a birthday lot to of all y'all, y'all niggas. <laughs> it's a lot of y'all. Wow. It's a lot of y'all. So. Happy birthday to my niece, Jordan. She's a fucking cancer. She's going to be 13. Oh my God. We got wow. a teenager on our hand. We That's got a teenager crazy. on our hands, y'all. Yeah. So today I'll share two things. One is from our girl Sue. She released this astrology read based on fashion styles and the signs. Oh! So I thought it would be cool to read the cancers. Okay. Cancers are sentimental and romantic. You save old love letters, and when it comes to recording the happy times of family life, you are the most likely member of your clan to take on the role of family photographer. Cancers are known to produce savvy shoppers and are often the first to nab flattering designer outfits, always at a bargain. When it comes to dressing for work, and you should dress properly for that video conference too. You aim to look sharp, but also to look warm and approachable. For evening, you prefer soft feminine styles, perhaps with lace. But I just wanted to stop at that part where, you know, it's like you aim to look sharp, but also to look warm and approachable. I feel like that little blurb is very accurate about the cancers being known to, you know, be savvy shoppers and always at a bargain. I mean, Damo is the epitome of that. Damo is the epitome of that more so than any of the other cancers that I actually know enlisted. Like Damo is the one that really cares about her fashion the most and does a really good job with it Mm -hmm. and is such a savvy, I mean, It's crazy. Like she's the she's literally the person who's like, I'm gonna buy this blazer and I'm gonna wear it twenty different ways. Yeah. And Yahoo's are gonna be on my ass over it. Like Right. And it works. And it, <laughs> and it works. works. Like even like and I'm thinking about something as small as like her off white belt. Like through the years I've seen it several times, but always like 
flipped every time. Like, Damo that's, how you, is that's what you do with designer. She's a very stylish girl. Yeah. Um, and then when they said, you know, for the evening looks, they prefer soft feminine styles, like perhaps with lace or ruffles. Like, at first I was like, ruffles? Yeah. But Damo does love a good ruffle, whether it's Statement. drama in the sleeves. Yeah. Or over, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, she loves a statement piece. So, I was like, wow, that's that's really good. And, you know, I think about my grandmother as well. She's always shopping, you know. Maybe on a daily, she's definitely a more casual dresser. But she's always shopping for that big event. What's the big event? I don't know. We don't but, know. Your wedding. I don't know. But she <laughs> is always moonlighting. You know, Shana, you would love it. Like, I found this wig or I found this dress like for a good price or whatever you know it was crazy and when I was younger before I became extremely picky she would like buy me things you know like just and you would love it yeah she would I feel like when I was younger I used to really admire my mom's style and stuff and like her fashion and I hate to say this but I feel like along the way she's kind of like lost that like sharp fashion sense that she had when I was younger but mm-hmm. I'm gonna get her back one of these days we gotta work on it you know I do think about that like my mom yeah. really was like a bad bitch out here for the majority of my life it's just like when we went to college or something she was just like fuck it I don't know I don't know what she said or did mm-hmm. or thought or what changed yeah. but you know, good luck to you, fashionistas on a budget. The cancers right? get sharp for that. You know, FaceTime call. It's cute. Keep it cute. Mm-hmm. Keep it sharp. Right. So next, we're going to get into the topic of love with the get cancer because we haven't talked about love in a little while. Love never knows. Home and day-to-day life with the cancer spouse. Woo! Cancer spouses are intent on building a secure home base. Usually interested in almost everything about the place where they live, they will strive to get things exactly the way they want. Knowing that they will be spending as much time at home as possible, they wisely seek from the beginning to plan their domicile for efficiency and pleasure down to the last detail when they come up against fixed restrictions of space or location they can get very frustrated over not being able to change them cancer spouses must be free to spend money for constant domestic improvements and keep up with maintenance as well that's definitely my mom right I definitely feel like my mom was keeping our house so nice and throwing these like really like every holiday the house was just like decorated like Christmas was a fucking wonderland like that shit costs money Mm -hmm. fresh garland all over the fucking place five Christmas trees and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Definitely was a big thing that she liked to spend money on was like improving the home or like making the home more comfortable and stuff. I can attest to that. So, right. Yeah. Once cancer spouses have settled into their nest, they can be quite satisfied and happy. This happiness will be directly reflected in their attitude toward their marriage partner. But conversely, so will any unhappiness. Oh, but conversely, so will any unhappiness they feel. Like the moon, these lunar creatures reflect their feelings onto others. So it's best to keep them in a good mood. Make sure that a significant part of the budget, other than the rent or mortgage and utilities, is available to them on a weekly basis to make new purchases. Cancers love food and are excellent cooks, so you will reap the benefits. Mariah loves to eat. My friend Brianna is an incredible chef, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll be seeing her little stuff she'd be posting on. And and my niece is actually a budding culinarian and loves food. So Nice. And Dama loves to eat, too. I mean, she's definitely learning to cook more and more all the time. So, mm-hmm. facts. 
and that whole part about just you know basically they're saying if the home isn't right like if everything isn't exactly how they want it in the home then they will not be happy so you definitely want to make sure that is like top priority for you right for them and like making sure they have the money (laughs) to spend as they please that's the most important part they need the bankroll Right. So some of the cash out the cancers. (laughs) Some of the strengths that uh, are, you know, of the the cancer spouse is planning, efficient, domestic. Weaknesses, frustrated, one track, controlling. And their interactive style is protective, maintaining, and confident. Maintaining as an interaction style? Yeah. Interesting. I don't really understand maintaining. As an interaction style, right? Like, I can definitely see maintaining as like, Wanting to keep up appearances and stuff I think that's very true of cancers Maybe in their interaction Their Of keeping up up, And and keeping Mm -hmm. up appearances That's reflected Mm -hmm. in their interaction style Yeah that makes a lot of sense Like it's none of your business What's going on in my house I think I learned that culture from my mom For sure Like definitely Mm -hmm. just Keeping my business inside And not (laughs) sharing that My grandmother too Yeah yeah. Yeah, so that's sign language, y'all. Hit us up, cancers. And everyone else. And happy birthday to y'all niggas. I can't believe I'm gonna have a thirteen year old niece. That's crazy. Wow. Alright, now it's time for nosy news. <laughs> You heard it here first. Everybody is outside. Wow. Everybody is literally outside, guys. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's it's really getting crazy. Um, I hear your state of California is increasing 5,000 cases by the day. <laughs> your state. By the yes. day. So yeah, that's, that's not really encouraging at all. Um, my, I mean, I my, think it... State it has makes had sense a spike. with all those protests that just took place a few weeks ago. Now this is the the spikes. The reports are happening now because that that two week period. That is the done. protests. Okay, the protests, but also the social life. We're not putting all of this on fucking protests. Okay, since Memorial Day, we have seen the niggas coming out of their homes and going out and mixing and mingling on the beach or mixing Mm -hmm. and mingling in these restaurants on the patio. Oh yeah. See, I, I wasn't at the restaurants on the patio with a lot. Like I I don't really know about that. And I also, I didn't feel like people were out when people start, when, you know, people started going outside, I really didn't see like my neighborhood, you know, active so i guess i was in my own little world but and because i mean i did go to a protest and here i am i'm i'm fine you you think you think you're fine i've been it's been over 14 days now you you don't you don't know what's going on you could literally have it Shayna. what don't you understand about that like you could literally girl okay so i'm asymptomatic you're asymptomatic and that's good for you and all but that doesn't mean that one you're not still able to pass it and two that you're not having internal whatever the case it okay girl honestly now it's just over but now that's just over the top I'm with the I'm with the exact same people every single day. I'm not faulting you. And they also went out. They also went out. I know, but they also went out to the protest. So I'm saying what I'm saying is, if you say that I could have it, then they could possibly have it too. And how come one one all of us can be asymptomatic, right? Like, come on. 
Come we on. Don't know. We don't know. Shayna, we is we don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's very unknown and uncertain and we don't know the ram the real ramifications of this. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to the protest and you shouldn't do this on the third, but I'm just saying like the attitude that many people, not just you, many, many people worldwide have that I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to stop my life. I'm not going to, you know, if if we all can't be asymptomatic. Well, we know, well, we know that my, my view isn't really primarily that because I'm doing more than my life has stopped, actually. For the most part, you know, like aside from going to the protest was what the biggest thing that I've done during this whole quarantine. So I feel like you're taking this as a personal attack, but I'm just I'm using this some of the your sentiments as an example of a greater population of people that really are being way more reckless than even you of just going to the protest. These people that the the data is showing us that the people that are going to restaurants and bars that are going to, you know, the fucking tanning salon or whatever the fuck they're doing, they are spiking the numbers. This is a real thing that's happening. Numbers are certainly surging and it's, we can't pinpoint it as just saying, okay, we had a week and a half of like very intense protesting and it's that. It's not just that was the point that I was trying to make. It's everything else. It's, and and even in my state, it's the, the data is showing that waitresses, bartenders are falling victim. Like they're, that's a group that's increasing in cases so it's just you know i just want to get on here and say the shit is not over okay it's still on and popping and just keep your if you're gonna move around just try to really move around with care and caution have you seen the color-coded bracelets no so they now I'm starting to see on social media places are offering these bracelets that are like green if you're with the shits you're good to touch and hug and talk yellow if you're good with just talking but no contact whatsoever and red is I don't want to talk or touch I'm just here I'm literally just here to be out here for what exactly when are you using that in any circumstance so I've seen on social media I've seen them like at people's events in bars or like club settings I don't know. I'm wondering if something like this is going to become the new normal, you know, where you wear some sort of color to indicate your level of comfortability with being outside. I mean, do you think you would want something like that? If you were like something that you, uh, people could immediately immediately identify how close they can get to you. You know what I mean? Like, would you wear I mean, that? I feel like. Uh, probably not, but I feel like it sounds good in theory, but who's really, how many people are really going to follow that? Like something, someone like an older person that might not like who, who's the target age group for this? Like, is it just millennials? I think it's probably targeted. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've seen it in like bar setting so or event yeah. setting so that's definitely a younger group right that that would probably be utilizing that but i don't know that's crazy though yeah it's a very futuristic my whole thing is like if my you know if i have it on my wrist what if i have on like long sleeve and you can't see my wrist and then you come up on me but i'm red you know what i mean like i need more of a fucking headband <laughs> I need you to be able to see that shit. <laughs> a fucking headband. <laughs> I need like some real. I am you know, so dead. Wow. A ne- uh, choker necklace so you can really see it first thing. Like the bracelet could get concealed, y'all. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little crazy i guess it works for the you know it's a a quick fix but i don't know if it's good for the long term right okay um 
Popeyes is dirty as hell, y'all. I'm so glad that I got to taste that chicken sandwich last year because I may never step foot in a Popeyes again. What happened? So a Popeyes in I forget what city got shut down for, you know, being disgusting. But the reason why this story was alarming to me was because a Popeyes in Pittsburgh, there's only two Popeyes in the whole region, like the whole area. One of them, which was allegedly the nicer of the two, just got shut down for the same thing of just like having very unsanitary conditions and stuff. And to me, it's sh- it the the two of them together, even though they're in different states or whatever, it just showed me that this is a brand that is just not built on hygiene. Like, have we ever heard of a Chick-fil-A getting shut down? I'm sorry. We just, that's not something you would ever hear from Chick-fil-A because their company is like literally grounded on customer service and like quality. So for it to be too Popeyes within, uh, you know, right. uh, a matter of weeks apart from each other is letting me know that this is a brand issue and my black ass is not trying to get food poisoning. Right. So are you still using Chick-fil-A or are they canceled? Because I, I, I thought that they weren't. Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm still using Chick-fil-A. I'm still eating fucking Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know this is cancel <laughs> culture. If I'm not going to they... cancel them for the gays, I'm obviously not canceling them for anything. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You mean it's shit that just it's shit that niggas are just make not it make sense, okay? The hypocrisy is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but you won't catch me in Trader Joe's though. <laughs> you won't, you said? Yeah, I haven't been to Trader Joe's since. Okay. I just actually ate like the last of my Trader Joe's ravioli that I had in the freezer. I'm like, oh dang, ain't no more quick dinner you know i like to keep, i like to keep those little ravioli packs in the freezer because that's just a quick little what was it about trader joe's versus chick-fil-a I just was wanted it just the more. Less- i i honestly didn't pay attention to what chick-fil-a did or said because i know that they're racist and and homophobic like i knew that already mm-hmm. but i knew that when i pulled up in the chick-fil-a drive-thru i would be greeted with a smile and all my sauces would be there and my order would be correct and it would be hot and fresh. It doesn't make sense. It's very fucked up. It's very bad logic. I, 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 I'm able to recognize that. I, I just don't know how I'll replace the Trader Joe's smoked trout. You know, like, <laughs> I just found that. I just found it. And now... Y'all asking me to give it up, you know? You know, don't give it up, girl. Do what you want to do, you know, just... The idea is, guys, okay, like, yeah, we're, like, joking here, but the idea is to just be more conscious about where you spend your dollar. Try not to oversaturate and overdo it pouring into the white (laughs) dollar is basically the point. For every white purchase, there needs to be two black purchases. <laughs> About that, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, like, it's hard to combat systematic oppression. Right. When black people are in, in the matrix, too, you know? Black people have to relearn shit themselves. And it's hard to do that. That, too. I'm glad you said that. A coworker of mine, who's also a friend, she's older, she called me. First, she um, hit me up like, hey, you have time to talk. Then she called me and she was talking about, you know, everything that was happening, how we're having these tough conversations at work. And she said that she was telling a story to one of the white women on her team. And she basically was saying how... You know, when Shayna first 
started working here and she was on our team because I was previously, I used to tell her like, wear your hair one way during your term of temping, but then when you become full time, that's when you can switch it up. And she was over here like, she just, she said, as she said that, she realized right there in that moment. That it was fucked up. That, yeah, it was fucked up. And she was like, here I was telling my sister, like, that she couldn't, you know, wear her hair in, you know, a certain way or whatever. And I was like, wow, like, you know, thank you for, like, coming to me with that. Because she's literally like, you know. 10 years or over 10 years my senior and I was like you know thanks so much for coming to me with that and to be honest like I didn't take it personally when you said it even though when you did say it it was like okay for me I understood why she said that because older women they've been even more like conditioned more so than us to like just you know, really straighten their hair or wear it like a certain way, like in the workplace. And it was like, you know, she was so conditioned to it that she thought it didn't even occur to her at that moment that what she was saying was like, not right. Buying into the stigmas that they, but that's the thing. Like we've been aware of all these microaggressions that happen at work or in, you know, social settings or whatever the case may be. Everyone's just talking about it now. Everyone's just now. Because like, I feel like these things, like. The it's hair like, conversation. I'm sure like, I've had. It's like in that, I've had that conversation. Like, I'm pretty sure I probably told my friends when it happened. You know what I mean? Like, because so I peaked game. Did, do you think that you changed your hair? Absolutely you not. Actually, I didn't change my hair at all. And that's why. You know, she probably felt it was necessary to have that to conversation apologize. with me, Yeah. Or, you know, at the time, because I was actually the type to like come through with the faux locks. Oh, I she was trying to out. pull you to the side like, hey, your styles are too crazy. And you were like, OK, but I'm still going to wear my shit. You probably right. didn't like, say I didn't that really, to her, but yeah. literally you were just like... Yeah, it's like, I didn't really listen. It's like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to have a different style every time, and that's that's on me. Like, it would even be, you know, people the- I work with that, you know, other black women that would just be like, oh, like, I was wondering if I could wear my, like, locks loose, and then I saw Shayna just kind of, like, freely, like, you know, walking down. I'm like, girl, what what's the problem? Like... Well, that is what happened to me. I always consider myself to be more conservative anyway. And so when I started working for a black organization and I saw like how my boss was coming to work, how some of my coworkers were coming to work with as far as like the hair hairstyles are concerned. I was like emboldened at that time. Like I had like a workplace liberation when I first started working for this black organization because I had actually never worn a twist out ever in my whole entire life. And then when I saw like my boss, my coworkers doing hairstyles like that, I was like, I can do this. So I was just liberated at that point and was able to wear my hair in a twist out for the first time ever and... It was a great feeling and experience to be feeling comfortable in my own skin and be able to switch my hair up. And really, since I started working there, I've never switched my hair up more than now. Right. Mm-hmm. I be getting braids like I never had braids before last summer. Right. Last year, really. Like I have really been able to feel liberated, but that's only because I was I wasn't ever able to do that in the white setting. For me, when I got when I started working at this job specifically, I think that's when I went off because that's when I did the big chop. And now I'm dealing with this short hair and, you know, like I'm like, I can't be worried about work and everything else. So I would like come to work in my in my twists, like before the twist out happens. And I would just be like, y'all going to see me at the very primal stages just because I'm like, I don't want to have to feel like. I need to do anything like extra or change like, you know, my what I'm doing just normally. Yeah. And for me, it's like for a twist out, I'm wearing it to work because this is for something later. This isn't I'm for y'all. I'm getting ready like, for tonight. I'm getting ready and for And y'all tonight. are not going to disrupt the process. <laughs> right, right. You will not, you know. And if it happens that it works out where it's out for work, then it's out for work. But yeah, I don't. 
ever really do any of that and you know it's a lot of a lot of the women like that's just like oh like if that's a cute weekend style or that's a cute you know I don't really do the crazy braid styles because that's like a little bit much but no and LA is like Cali is one of the only states that have the crown act at this point that like supposedly you can't be reprimanded you. for your hair yeah protect yeah right but then or you can't be discriminated against but Sometimes you gotta wonder, like, how accurate is that, right? Like, they'll say that they're not discriminating against. There's a lot of people that don't, you know, speak out and complain about what happened to them at work and stuff like that. There's a lot of that that happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was a major digression from Popeyes, which is what we had been talking about. But the point is, Popeyes is dirty and we're all hypocrites because we still shop at other racist places, but whatever Popeyes <laughs> isn't black owned anyway so I owe them it's nothing not. they just have appropriated the culture um B Simone keeps fucking losing I just saw yesterday dog B Simone is in hot water again because she was calling transsexual people trannies on horrible decisions podcast mm. and she was like my friend is a tranny. Like when white people are like, but I have a black friend. Yeah. So B. Simone, if you don't know, she is a (laughs) IG person who has been really getting beat up in the media uh, for the past few weeks. Um, She came out saying that she wasn't trying to fuck with a guy who had a nine to five. People thought that that was stupid and insensitive. Then it came out that she plagiarized a book that she was selling. Mm -hmm. Now the tranny thing. Sis cannot catch a break. They're trying to break her and cancel her by any means necessary. It might work. The tranny thing. Once you got the gaze on you, Bora. Once right. you got the gaze on your breasts, it's, it's really hard to it's really hard to get the LGBTQIA plus community off your back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, someone made the point in the comments that you know, if you have a friend who allows you to call them a tranny, they're not doing the work themselves. Right. Which and I, I think I I think I just learned just recently. Not that I've ever said tranny out loud to anyone but i just learned through watching a show where saying tranny wasn't it like it was that show um good trouble i was telling you about about yeah like i think on there that's where i learned like you do not (laughs) that's that's offensive so you didn't know that tranny was offensive i didn't know I really didn't. Like, I know fag, like, saying those types of things. Like, yeah, but I didn't know that tranny was. I I literally thought that that was just... Back then, I thought it was a short-term form of saying... Yeah. Transvestite. But you do you not say that word at all? Like, you just Transvestite is not? not even a word that they use. Anymore. What is it? I think it? it's just transgender or maybe transsexual, I think, are the appropriate... Right, that's or like the old trans. school. trans. Or tr- just trans. I think trans okay. is okay. Wow, trans transvestite person. is very like transvestite is like cross dresser, like man oh. in wig type energy is transvestite. Okay. Yeah. So I All don't right. think I don't I think we should put transvestite on the same list as trans. Yeah. I definitely and I think, think that yeah. And see, but see, like for my own ignorance, I would assume that B. Simone probably was just as ignorant and didn't realize what she was saying was like crazy. I mean, except for the whole, I have a friend, like, you know, I have that one friend, but away from that, like, did she really know? Like, how many of us really know the complexities of like the LGBTQIA plus community? Like, we don't really know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, knowing what I know about you, and hearing you say that you didn't know that tranny was bad, I'm really like surprised to hear that, honestly, because I just feel like I've known that. I knew that. I knew that like tranny was not a word that the girls were calling one another. Like I knew mm-hmm. that that was not like something that was a term of endearment or anything like that. Right. So I'm surprised to hear that. And that 
makes me kind of maybe want to give her a little more grace because it is possible that maybe she didn't know. But on the yeah. same um, coin, on the other side of that coin, I right. feel like I owe B. Simone nothing. And mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> she's not my friend. She's not my friend. <laughs> I did, but I feel like the natural thing for anybody to say though would be trans. Like that seems like it's 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 natural. Like you know, it's not really. She knew that saying tranny was going to get a reaction, which is why she qualified it by saying, (laughs) "I have a friend who's a tranny." Period. Mm. She knew that she would get some sort of visceral reaction by that. If you say yeah. it and you're and you literally don't know any better, you're just gonna say it and be like, "What? Why is everyone laughing? Like, I don't get it. Why is everyone laughing?" But like, people were like laughing, and she's just like, "Oh no, no, no! It's good. Like, I have a friend who's a tranny who like allows me to speak this way." Right. So that to me discounts her not knowing because she knew. She knew better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, once the wolves have you. (laughs) There's no telling what your future holds. There's no telling whatsoever. I don't know. Good luck holding on to that million. No. Right. I'm sure she's down to 999. (laughs) Something. Um, Okay. That. And then one more thing to close us out. Donald Trump said that we're going to be getting a second round of stimulus and it's going to be very generous. Do you believe this? Ever. I read that there are some, there's some apprehension to that considering the first round of stimulus checks went out to hella deceased people. people. Like over a million dollars in stimulus checks went out to deceased people. But my whole thing is if they went out to deceased people where they cashed, because we can't just roll that money over, void the checks and roll the money over. Like, I don't get it. They basically, so they're asking for anybody who accepted that money on behalf of the deceased. They're asking for them to send it back. Now, you know, ain't nobody oh, getting that shit back. <laughs> That's for my but grandma who died. Right. But there's no, there's no penalty. Right. So I don't know how true, I don't know how true it is, but. A second round would be nice, but he needs it. It needs to be at least 2000 That's what Joss and I were saying, because realistically, $2,000 is what a middle-class person may need to cover their rent, utilities, and maybe like, you know, a few of their, those necessary expenses, like for somebody who's really struggling, because 1200 was chump change. Did you spend yours or save yours? I gave mine back to them. Oh, okay. And taxes. taxes yeah, I paid my taxes with it. Like, fuck that. This is, y'all could have it. So the second round would be like a win for me. And yes, I would save it. It would actually go towards the car I'm finna get very soon. Yes, so that's beautiful. I saved my first one and I would like to spend the second one, at least half of it. You know, yeah. I'd like to buy something nice for myself. Maybe a piece of, you know, furniture or like some paint or something, you know, I'm trying to make my, my whole world now that is my home (laughs) better. A a, a bit more appealing and see, that's crazy because I feel like we really have to count our blessings because we are truly blessed, lucky or whatever, because we over here looking to spend it on, you know, non-essentials, nothing that's really, we're not trying to like make rent you know so it's crazy out here that's very true and you know they say equity is not the same thing as equality it's making sure everyone has what they need in an equitable world they would probably not give people who are still employed a stimulus check right and just give it to the people who literally have lost their job but that's not what people are fighting for people are fighting for equality Mm-hmm. So we need to be ca- careful with those words as well. This is a whole other conversation of equality versus equity. But, you know, do we want an equitable society or an equal society? All right. We know that the black people need a leg up. So I think it's equity is really what we want over equality. Because we still have to get 
you know, the reparations. And speaking of, like, I remember Mo was saying he's a firm believer of reparations, not in the form of liquid cash, but more so like maybe Property. a tax break. Um, or I well, was no, like, someone said student loans, like yeah, student loans would be for, a so good that way generational wealth could get started with our generation. Right. I was like, that's a good right. idea. Student wealth is great. I also said, you know, easing up on those small business loans for the blacks. Like, don't be, yeah. don't be crazy, because I know they get declined a lot. Yeah. There's work to be done. There's areas to improve. You know, we've, we're giving you the blueprint, people. We just hope that y'all are listening. The movers and shakers make some changes. Move and shake, baby. All right. Well, that's all I have for nosy news. And because we're running short on time, we will skip out on two cents this week. But well, I do look- have something for Get Your Life. Okay. Get Your Life. You gotta, gotta get your life. Get your life. You gotta, gotta get your life. Um, I wanted to just briefly talk about, you know, my workout journey. I wanted to just get a little, give myself a pat on the back for the fact that I finally got a primary care physician because I'm a big girl. I have a doctor that is for full body, not just my vagina. So good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned earlier, just taking some like better steps towards being a little bit more healthy and responsible and, um, I'm proud of myself for that. But I also wanted to take this moment to shout out Coco Kind. Thank you, Coco Kind. They sent mm-hmm. Shana and I little boxes of products to try. So over the next several weeks, Shana and I will... Test out the products and um, see how they are performing on our skin and then let you guys know what we think. We're really excited to try. I've been wanting to try this brand. I haven't tried any of their products before. Shayna, have you tried any of their stuff? Uh, I have, actually. I've tried one of the the toner that they gave us, so we can talk more about that. Like as Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, so we'll talk more about that as we get to try stuff. Yeah, all right well that's really all for the episode you can certainly find us on the internet at sign me up podcast on social media sign me up podcast at gmail.com shoot us a letter we do get letters here and there so we'd love to hear from you guys and we'll read on the show and uh anything else from you bud uh nothing else all right well yeah i'm at sydney poppins too I'm Cheeky Bobby. And that's another episode of Sign Me Up Podcast. Signing out.